class. Chris Lowe joins us uh, on 3HL. Chris, what's up? How are you? Sounds like you guys are having a big time out uh, on the left coast. We're uh, we're all hot messes, Chris. You know, kind of like my alma mater. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what's Chris? What's going on? I mean, it, it looks like. I mean, Coach Harson's going to be going to be back. He's going to make yeah. it to the 2022 season. So, I'm guessing one of two things happened. They couldn't find cause, or boosters organized a smear campaign to take Harson down, and it didn't take. Is it is it one of those two things? Well, I mean, if, if I had a, a dollar for every time I've been asked what's really going on, uh, I'd be up there in, uh, in slave tax bracket. <laughs> I did something. I mean, because I mean, I don't know that I don't know that I can answer that question. I mean, what's going on is, yeah, I mean, they didn't, you know, they prominent boosters, the the, the old guard, the power brokers. I don't think they wanted Ryan Harsin from the get go, yeah. and they got him because Alan Green was empowered by who's now the outgoing president, Jay Gooch, to go make his own hire to bring in Harson, who was seen as an odd fit. I mean, and I think Brian is a really good football coach, and, and I think it's not fair to ever assess anybody after one year, but there are real concerns about recruiting in the SEC. You know, could he go toe-to-toe with Saban and Smart? And they didn't have a great recruiting class this year. And of course, the season didn't go well. There was five in a row, and, you know, is there a way to get him for calls and get some of these, these allegations and complaints from outgoing coaches and players? And so that we'll, let's sit down and see what's there. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we get him for calls and don't have to pay him $18.3 million. Well, as they dug into it, nothing rose to the level of firing a guy from calls. Meanwhile, he's out there in limbo for a week and on vacation and nobody knows anything. And he can't get any answers before he goes on vacation at the iron assistance is just one big cluster and now here we are he's back and you know the thing is if, if they decide to fire him in december let's say they have another so-so season and there's a new president coming in keep that in mind but if they fire brian in december they still want almost 15 million so it's not like it goes from 18 million to 6 million it goes to just under 15 million so I think some things have got to change. He said that to me when I talked to him last week. They've got to figure out a way to finally get a line there at Auburn. You know, the way that they've been able to do at Georgia, the way they've been able to do at Alabama, and the way that Tennessee's trying to get that going at Tennessee. But they haven't been aligned. I guess you could say, Don, you may know this better than me, but have they truly been aligned when it comes to football since Coach died, quit coaching in 1992? Nope. We were just talking about how you remember they went behind Tuberville's back. Get rid of him. Chiswick. Chiswick. I mean, I mean, Malzahn took like what he hung in like three years while they were trying to while people behind the scenes were trying to get him fired. Yeah, yeah. They fired. They fired Gene Chiswick two years after he won a a national title. Think of this. So look at it this way: the last ever since Pat died, there's really been some degree of meddling with every coach. And all four coaches, full-time coaches since die, prior to Brian Harson, have either won a national title, played for a national title, or had an unbeaten season. Because I think Terry Bowden and Tuberville both had unbeaten seasons. Jeez. That's crazy, man. That's so, crazy to think about. Let me ask you this, Chris. And and I did I did work the Auburn spring game 
with Coach Harson last spring, so right when he kind of got there. And, and I went early and spent a couple days around practice and around the staff and all of that because I wanted to see, you know, what it was like there. So so I got a little bit of a taste of, of Coach Harson's personality, right? But what is your take on certain players coming out for him, certain players coming out against him, um, you know, certain staff members saying he's difficult to work with. I just, there's just so much on every single side, right? What is, what are you hearing? What's your take? And can they move forward? Well, they don't have any choice because, I mean, they've made the decision to keep him. So, I mean, they, they better work with what they've got. I, Yes, I've heard from some coaches and some, some people close to the program that he can be difficult, you know, and that maybe he does have to change the way he relates to players and talks to players and coaches. And that doesn't mean, you you know, you're kissing everybody's butt, pardon my French, but <laughs> coaching in the SEC, coaching kids in the SEC is a little bit different than coaching kids for boys. But, but that said, and I want to be clear on this, Every coach that comes into a situation when there's a transition, there's always that weeding out process. You know, you got to get, yep. you want to establish your culture. Some kids aren't going to buy in, so, you know, you wave bye bye, you bring in guys you feel like are going to buy into what you want to do. It's never, or it's rarely an easy transition. Nick Saban lost, what, six football games his first yep. year? Yep. And oh, by the way, Long when day. it comes in the realm of, of treating people, I should say treating people right. But being easygoing and, and lovey-dovey, you know, Nick Saban's not just a teddy bear to be around, okay? Ask some of his players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think some of that's a little bit revisionist history. I don't think Brian Harson is to sit around and, and yuck it up. You know, you, you've got the coaches now that are, you know, sort of, what do you call them, coaches, players' coaches, guys that, um, mm-hmm. you know, are, are just always there. Again, sort of ha- not having a good time, but players feel like that, that they're sort of more on a level with them. Brian Harson's a buttoned-up, intense football coach who has an approach and a way he wants to do things. And you know, maybe he does need to change a little bit. But I think it's it's just not fair, no matter what side of the debate you're on, to look at Brian Harson or any coach after one year and say this guy cannot get it done. Man, CeeLo, golly. So you've been around a lot of programs, man, and you, you've seen um, when coaches are treated a certain way, then they got to be kind of like Fredo um, and the Godfather looking <laughs> over their shoulder when they've been sent out to Vegas just waiting on Don't Mike, get the boat. Yeah, just waiting on Michael to tell them, Fredo, I love you. It's going to happen. And, and, and so, you know, it's, it's inevitable. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how do you, how do you, how do you coach like that? And, and then how do you – Go and get the players on your side, which I think I think Hars is going to do. I think that's that's who he is as a coach, because he'll be able to go get yeah. his own guys. But then, be able to walk in there with the alumni or the boosters or whoever it is that's calling the shots, and still hold your head high, man. Like knowing that, dude, they waiting on one person, one coach to slip up or whatever it may be, so they can have calls. How do you operate like that? Uh, it's hard. They've cut him off the knees. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, now how do you go recruit? I mean, he's still got to hire an offensive coordinator. 
Right. Think about that. <laughs> right. If you're an OC right now, are you going to jump into that situation? Hell no. no. I mean, somebody will, so, but, that, yeah, that's, that's going to be hard. Yeah, somebody will. I mean, they're going to pay a lot of money. It's all over the SEC. Yeah. I mean, and is it his guy or is it the booster's guy that they, that they get to go take the job? And I think that's part of what's going to change. And, and it's probably on Brian to doing a better job of trying to get to know some of those people. And I, again, not necessarily be a guy who's going to be hanging out at the country club playing golf with him every day or, or, or saying, hey, we're going to, these are the first 10 plays we're going to run the football game this weekend. But just make an effort. All of a different kind of plays. I mean, Don can fill you guys in. And there are a lot of SEC locales. Uh, but he's still got to do it the way he feels comfortable doing it. He's got to recruit his kind of guys. And I think there's going to take change on both sides if he's going to have any chance. Uh, I'll say this. Auburn um, still, to me, one of the best places in all college football to be a part of. The fan base, the tradition. They've had a lot of success in the last decade or so, despite all this dysfunction. I mean, they, Kizik won a national title in 10. Gus Malzahn played for one in 13. Malzahn back in the SEC championship game in 17. And if they win that game, they just beat Georgia and Bama. In fact, yeah. back, back weeks, if they win that game in 17, they're in the playoff with a chance to yeah. play for another national title. So it could be done. Different coaches have shown it could be done. Uh, I don't think we've got enough money to work to say definitively that Brian Harson can't get it done. Great stuff, Chris. Always appreciate yeah. the visit, my friend. Uh, tough subject. Uh, appreciate it. You guys have fun out there in Cali.